Welcome out, everybody, to the Dual Threat Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping NFL Week 4, giving out our awards for that. We'll also be doing our Week 5 NFL picks and previewing some of our favorite games with our Pick 6 slate. We also do a little bit of college football talk, as always. But first, we're going to send it over to our pal, Tanner Giles. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to the Dual Threat Podcast today. Scott is is on the airwaves with us. Uh, it was a big week in the NFL. I had a lot of emotions, not only in the NFL, but like outside of the NFL. Just a lot was going on this last weekend. So it, it was a crazy weekend for me. But Scott, how's it going? What's going on with you, man? What How are you feeling? I, I'm just worried about my buddy all of a sudden. Was there more than... And then Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's reunion that that we haven't covered that that needs to be covered. Well, my two religions re- aligned this weekend, so my my sports religion aligned and my church religion aligned, and uh, in my in, in, we're both of the same religion. Everybody who's listening <laughs> knows uh, we're both uh, LDS and. There's a temple that was announced in Heber where I grew up and it, it um, it's something I've been waiting for for many years. So I it was super, super impactful that it was announced. And then watching Tom Brady come back to New England was just as emotional, man. So it, it was a pretty wild weekend. I'm kind of kind of sad that you don't even include me in the, in the Heber announcement as well, that it was uh, it could have been an emotional day for me, too. But it's OK. I, I figured it would be. You didn't say anything about it. Though. You were questioning me. No, no, it's all good. It's. Uh, I'm sure that was a roller coaster of a day for you with with both things happening. Um, uh, for a second, I thought you were like you were gonna say there was like an, a Romania temple announced. So I was like, oh. yeah, you almost had me. Uh, almost had me on my toes big time there. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine, man. I would be. I'd be if Heber and Romania were announced in the same day. I'd be off my rocker. Yeah, oh boy, we'd have to cancel the pod for a week. Have to do it. Have to do a Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter Day Saints pod. Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But it was a good weekend, man. Like my two religions lined up. Like I said, it was a lot of great stuff. The return of Brady happened, which uh, ultimately was kind of disappointing. That it and en- basically ended in a doink. It didn't even allow Brady to drive down the field and beat the Patriots in Brady-like fashion. It was kind of kind of a sad way to yeah. go out. I feel like we have to talk about that game because as as a as an impartial neutral fan observer, probably casually rooting a little bit more for the Buccaneers, um, just wanting to see Brady do something special. I felt like the game kind of stunk from a field goal <laughs> perspective. Like we got to see basically Ryan suck up and Nick Folk go at it for uh, <laughs> a, about four quarters. We had the, I think there was what, two touchdowns scored between the team. Jacoby Myers looked like the best QB in the game, the wide receiver for the Patriots. What, what were your thoughts? Did it live up to the hype for you? Um, yeah. It, the thing is with rain coming in, that's really, really tough. It affects the ball and how, how the ball comes off your hand. And even as wide receivers, it affects how you catch the ball. Yeah. So, 
that that did make it tough, but it lived up to the hype for me because the Patriots to me have always been like, as much as it's been Tom Brady, they've always been such a good defensive team when they've been successful. So it was something super great for me to see. I also loved Mac Jones in this game. He, I think he had 23 or not 23, 19 completions in a row at one point, which is tied for Brady's all time record as a new England Patriot. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, I, the only thing I wish, I really do wish that the ball was in Brady's hands with 59 seconds left to, to really see what would have happened. That's, that's the only disappointment is that it ended in a doink. I know we kind of disagreed a little bit there on the, uh, on the decision. The game came down to a fourth and three, pretty much. Uh, the, the Patriots had a 56 yard field goal. They chose to attempt instead of putting the ball in Mac Jones's hand. Like you said, he had 19 straight completions. And I don't think any one of those completions were farther than three yards all night, were they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Jacoby Myers was the only one that threw past three yards. It's true. It's true. I mean, Brady tried a couple of times in the fourth quarter to Antonio Brown, but but I, personally, I mean, the decision could go either way. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast today. He's a, he's a notable Patriots fan. He was very disappointed they didn't choose to go for it. You were kind of in the other camp, right? You still were like, thought the field goal was probably the correct decision in that moment, just because of the weather. Uh, just because of the weather, solely because of the weather. The running game couldn't get started and Mac Jones completing a, a fourth and three you know, it could potentially leave one of those receivers dropping a ball. The rain had just started pounding again and coming down very, very hard. So I, I was more in the camp of kick the field goal and just let it be, you know, at least go, go for the, the points at that point. Mm-hmm. I think what it did show was that Belichick wasn't scared of Brady at the end of the day. Like he didn't choose to just go for it and try to put the game away he still thought his defense could like stand up to Brady with the final drive that's kind of what like he he was kind of saying like all right I uh I know who I am I'll put the ball in Brady's court I can stop him as long as we make this field goal but never came to that so at the end of the day like each team moves on goes their separate ways and yep it was it was a game a game that happened (laughs) (laughs) it was it's passed it's Thankfully, it's passed, and now Mac Jones can move on as the yep. one and three Patriots are are tied for bottom of the uh, AFC East. With yeah, we two. might have to start calling it the AFC Beast. Now. Seriously, <laughs> man, might take the award from the NFC NFC East. It's bad. The I mean, they're not like bad teams. I mean, the Dolphins I think have have lost two games by one point or something like that, or three points. Yeah. Uh, the Jets aren't very good and the Patriots have been in very close games as well outside of that Saints game so yeah every single game stuff. every single game has been a heartbreaker for you it seems like can we can we talk one more thing before we move into the, the awards oh of course of the week I just feel like we I you know something's been burning throughout my body and it's this whole uh this whole Urban Meyer situation the old the old Urban Meyer of the the Jacksonville Jaguars um news story of the past week should we give should we give the listeners some context should we talk much about that I I feel like I I feel like we need to get off our chest I I I wish we could play the video I wish we could play the video (laughs) for everybody gosh oh my gosh if the listeners haven't already seen it yeah you, you view it in a safe 
non-public area to yourself <laughs> where you won't get in trouble because Urban Meyer was on the loose this weekend in Ohio and literally you know I think last pod I said like over under week seven for him I'm moving the over it might it might be down to week six we should move it down he, he might not make it past week six anymore with what's the, going on the line sliding man I it's pretty wild what, what are your thoughts you think he's going to be gone then by his own free will and choice or by ownership no I think it's a combo of both so for for context for the listeners instead of the, the Jaguars played on Thursday night they played the Bengals in Ohio they they lost kind of a heartbreaker to the to the Jack to the Bengals. Um, the rest of the team flew back to Jacksonville. Urban Meyer decided he kind of wanted to stay stay behind. He has some connections in Ohio. And that Saturday, um, this past Saturday, he was caught at a bar. Um, how do I put it? With a girl dancing on him. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with some um, improper benefits being handed out to, to <laughs> to say this the isn't least. the nil um, come on yeah it, it's true it's true he 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 can receive extracurricular um endorsements but probably too much the, the woman was not his wife i feel the need to point out as well so kind of a sleazy look for old urban not um not anything different than what we've seen from in the in the past and so today the um the the jaguars owner um, I think his name's like Salman Sasha Palmer. Khan. Yeah, Sasha Khan, KU legend, Sasha Khan. Actually, <laughs> um, some his last name's Khan, as I know. He, he it is. I'm pretty sure it is Sasha Khan as well. Is it really? I there's no way. It is Khan for sure, last name. And Sasha Khan feels like it's the right last name or first name. It's Shad Khan. Shad. Oh, Shad. Wow. Right. Have you seen a picture of Shad Khan? Yeah, I have. The, the mustache he looks like the the pakistani version of the monopoly man um <laughs> incredible he he's awesome he, he here's one thing he's probably the most lenient and like cool owner in the nfl you've got to be when you got urban on your hands when when urban's on the loose he basically put out a statement saying like urban meyer needs to regain our trust and this was like extremely unprofessional like he had to be um how you say like politically like he had to put out a statement to like kind of vindicate urban like not vindicate but like reprimand urban um but it it was it was like very candid more candid than i expected it to be and then also i saw some tweets saying like the jacksonville like sports illustrator releasing stories about how jacksonville um like thinks he's lost the locker room like players were saying Mm. he has zero zero credibility in the stadium had very little to begin with um he apparently like canceled the team meetings that they had on Monday so that he could deal with the repercussion of the social media, like effect that was, that had been had. It just literally seems like it's a dumpster fire. Like that kind of like we, we all expected when, when they decided to hire Urban Meyer, but honestly, Matt Nagy has lost the rights as uh, the rightful owner of first <laughs> coach fired. It should absolutely be Urban Meyer in my opinion, but I, this could all just be a plot. Like it could all just be like, he wants to leave for USC. And the, uh, the girl from Ohio was a plant in the first place. You never, it's a conspiracy. Could have been. We're all just part of a larger conspiracy effect. Honestly, still shocked that urban Myers here, but back to back weeks that somebody on this podcast has called out a coach calling for a coach's job. It's been wild. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we got to put the people in their play. We got to give the people what they want. You know, that's what we're here for. 
It is. He, here's my in its place. Here's my thoughts. I think Shahid Khan will probably keep Urban Meyer as long as Urban wants to be around. And, and, it, and it goes back to being he's the most lenient owner and Urban Meyer has brought attention to Jacksonville. It's not great attention. Yeah. You know, Tebow mm. um, and now this. like the, But it's, <laughs> I, I mean, those are two A things. very anti-Tebow move if you, if you ask me <laughs> as well. Um, Tebow has got to be just shaken and is just just absolutely disgusted. He's got to be, but it, it's brought uh, relevance to the Jacksonville Jaguars while they're zero and four. So I don't know. It could could be something that they say, okay, like we'll we'll let you slide on this one. I see that yeah. happening. I also see Urban wanting to go back to broadcasting, or like you even said, back to UFC. You know, maybe he should have just done it in a bar in Jacksonville. That would have brought even more publicity. Like, come on, Urban, at least do it on your home turf. Man. That's that's what he was missing. Pathetic. Wrong city, wrong state. Pathetic. Just pathetic. <laughs> pathetic <laughs> well, conduct. Oh, it is. Totally. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to I, our, our weekly awards? I am ready. I'm ready. Hey. That's off my chest. Well, start off, start off with your MVP. This one was super hard for me to decide on for MVP. So let's start off with you and I'll go off of you. This was as hard as it's been for me as well. And, it, and it's going to be evident with my answer. I'm going to go with none other than Daniel Dimes Jones of the New York Giants. I wish you could see my face after yeah. I saw that. <laughs> As you know, on the podcast here, we love Danny Dimes. We think he's the most turnover happy guy. I Wow, interesting. Yeah, I think I've definitely been more down on him than even. You usually give quarterbacks a longer rope than I do, which is probably for the best. Uh, you know what? Daniel Dimes, Jones, 400 yards, two touchdowns, and a clutch first win for the Giants on the road. The first game in the Superdome for the Saints this week. Um, I was th- like – the, probably the best performance of the week went was could probably be attributed to Tyree Kill. I didn't really want to give it to him. Didn't feel like he was too deserving. But Daniel Dimes, maybe back, may, tinkering <laughs> with the idea. Maybe we should believe in him again. I'm not going to believe in him for that long. But he played a great game. He had he made some made some big plays. It was a big win, uh, a good exciting thing to get them on the on the board. So I'm going with with old Daniel. This will be the only time he'll ever get the chance. So I had to, I had to, I had to pull the trigger on it for this week. I'm shocked. I am a little, I, I usually try to have a longer leash with QBs, you know, Danny dimes. I would even give drew lock a shot. Uh, but you give Dar- Darnold. Uh, oh yeah. Derek of course. Darnold. Yeah. I love Darnold. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is I'm going to pick my MVT MVP from that game with Darnold. I'm going to take Dak Prescott. He had four Ooh. touchdowns in a prove it game, man. Like I, they played well on Monday night and everybody was like, okay, maybe Dallas is like starting to get a little bit hotter, but they have the Panthers. The Panthers are great this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Dak came out and proved himself. It was, it was a good move by Dak, a good play by Dak. So I have Dak as my MVP. I, I think Lamb, CD Lamb only had two catches for him. So he wasn't even just like using his receiver's like his favorite receivers he was spreading the ball around to Schultz and Cedric Wilson and I think Cooper got hurt a little bit early in the game too so Dak's Dak's looking great and he's it's kind of disgusting that he's making the Cowboys like <laughs> likable and enjoyable and and actually good so I'm gonna throw up in my mouth saying it but 
props to him. He's had a great, he's got comeback player of the year award pretty much like locked up in week, week five. Yeah. I don't know who else could even have their, the award. It was already locked in before he even Big started the season. <laughs> ben come back, play not off the table. He's Rogers? hurt again. He's Rogers? Hurt again. Rodgers was MVP last year. He can't come back player of the year. Yeah, he he sat out training camp. Oh, true. He almost true. retired. I'd give it to Ben first. <laughs> Overcoming all those injuries, highlight reels every week. Oh, you gotta love it. Right. Let's I'll move on rookie. to best game. No, best game. Go best, oh, best game. game. Best I'll, game. I'll start best game. I'll start okay, best game. Then we'll go snake around. Okay. Um, I went with the Jets Titans best game. Oh. There was no game I was more in tuned to watching on the ESPN app than Jets-Titans just because Zach Wilson could get his first win. So I went Jets-Titans. Yeah, did you get to see any of the highlights or did you just get to follow on the old the old score ticker? I just followed play-by-play on the score ticker while other stuff was up on the TV. That, so. that must have been electric. Oh, electric. it was wild. The, the text update on the screen. Um, loved that game. I'll, I'll, uh, we can get to that a little bit later, but, um, my game of the week is the football team versus the Falcons. Probably not a lot of people watch that game, but if you haven't seen Taylor Heineke play football yet, you just need, you just need to tune in one of these weeks. It's like watching an NFL player somehow do, do well at his job while being, while taking some sort of illegal drug. It is literally like it's like i don't we don't do drugs on this podcast but it's literally like watching a guy either i'm on drugs he's on drugs someone is the way he's like running around absolute chaos like he threw up an absolute just like duck to scary terry that somehow got caught in the end zone for the game winning play he just dumped it off cross field to mckissick is running back the football defense didn't even play that the football team defense didn't even play that well and yet they still pulled off the win that was that was an electric game for me. Heineke is that guy is just wild stuff, man. I've been riding Heineke in some of my more important DraftKings lineups, and he hasn't let me down yet so far this year, outside of week yeah. one when it was Fitzmagic starting. Just putting that yeah, out man. there. Yeah, maybe I need to maybe I need to double down. You might maybe have to. Make you might a, have to. A, a cocaine player lineup. Heineke. <laughs> uh, I don't know who else you'd throw in there, but Heineke being my QB one for that lineup. I love it. I love it. Finish us off with your rookie of the week here, Scooter. I'm going to swing back around to you. My rookie of the week's got to be Zach Wilson. I mean, overcoming the odds, beat King Henry, dropped two just giant bombs on the Titans to to Corey Davis, led the game when he drive in OT. Even if it was a field goal, kind of got stopped at the at the end there. I I I saw the the highlights for him. Um, I didn't catch the end of the full game, but then when I went back and watched, at least led him to a field goal. The defense held up. Um, 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, only one interception this week. That's so an improvement. He's trending down. It went from four to two to one. <laughs> next week, maybe half of an interception. Yeah, 0.5, 0.5 coming up next week. I love it. You yep. heard it here first. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, Zach's a great pick. He obviously going with the best game, having him come in with a win. That's awesome for him. Super good for, for what he's doing there. So that's yep. awesome. I... I, I'm going with a homer pick. I went with Mac Jones as my rookie of the week. Uh, in a game where it was all talked about Belichick and Brady, Mac Jones might have had some of the biggest uh, weight on his shoulders 
just because he's the guy replacing Brady. He has to go against Brady. He has to, you know, fight pound per pound for pound with Brady at the line and, and just what he did. And, and, you know, he never went big. He never went with big plays, but he just played really well, really consistent and kept them in the game the whole time. So I went with Mac Jones with this week. Yeah, it's a good pick too. He, he definitely, I don't think he, um, I mean, Chris Collinsworth pretty much pronounced his love for Mac Jones um, <laughs> the entire world while watching him. I, I think Mac Jones is a very good rookie quarterback in the sense that like he doesn't get rattled really. And he is just constantly looks like he's been there before. That's kind of what we talked about. Like the emotion last week, the emotions weren't worried about the emotions getting to him as much. Mm-hmm. And like he was avoiding pressure Finding guys on crossing routes, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry uh, looked really great in a game that wasn't really about him. Um, he he kind of shined the brightest. I agree. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting to see. I think he played well. You you touched on all the good points there, um, Scott. That's basically our wrap up for the weekly awards. Let's dive in. Let's do our pick sixes or our quick picks before our pick sixes. Um, it, it, we've got a lot of good games this week, a lot of games that are going to be fun to watch. We have some different time zones. So let's start off with our quick picks. The one and three Jets are going against the one and three Falcons. They're in London. This game starts at 7.30 Eastern. So that is 5.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So I'm waking up for it, to be 100% honest. London, Jets, Falcons, maybe. who do you have in this game? And, and what's what are some of your thoughts for this game? I'm riding the hot hand, baby. London, Zach Wilson, it's got his name written all over it. The Jets, the Falcons are technically the home team. Jets are closer to London as far as I know geographically, so I'm going (laughs) with the Jets. I've got zero idea what to make of the Falcons to this point. Cordero Patterson is somehow their best player. That's my guy. That is my guy. Yeah. I'm going Statlanta. Statlanta for the win. Jets had a great win. They're probably going to come in on a high. I feel like Atlanta's going to – it's going to be neck and neck, but I, I feel like Statland is going to end up the, on this one. Just uh, given London, what a favor by us, just repaying Britain for all that they did for us, just giving, a, giving them a good old Jets versus Falcons classic. In all honesty, <laughs> I wish I was in London for this game, just for oh, the venue, not for the game. Better, but It is better than like the classic Jaguars-Lions game they usually give London, so London yes. can't complain at this point. It, Yep, exactly. Let's move on to the to game two here. Lions who are 0-4 at the Vikings who are 1-3. I'll start this one off. I've had the Vikings, I think, every single week this year, and they're 1-3, so I haven't done very well with that. <laughs> I, but I'm going to stick with them. I'm riding the, the Minnesota Vikings, whether it's Dalvin Cook or Madison. I'm riding with the Vikings. I'm riding them, too. They look like the best 1-3 team, um, despite the, the record, what it says. Lions looked like they looked like the team that plays like the Harlem Globetrotters every week. What are they called? Like the Washington Generals. <laughs> yeah. They literally, they literally didn't know how to do like the most simple tasks, like even snapping the ball. Literally snapped a ball for an interception this week somehow. So hilarious. Yeah, I'm going Vikings. Good call. Good call. Let's move on to game three here. We've got uh, the three and one Broncos at the one and three Steelers. Quick, quick thing here. Drew Locke might be starting for the Broncos. Teddy oh, yeah. Bridgewater is still questionable. They're going to try to run him out, even if he doesn't practice all week. But that's all I have to say. Who do you have in this one? 
I, you know what? I'm sticking with, uh, you know, I've been a renowned Drew Locke supporter on this podcast. Many know whether it's Drew Locke, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, whether it's Chad Kelly, whoever the Broncos pull out at quarterback, <laughs> he's still better than Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm taking the Broncos, man. Wow. I'm yeah. going Big Ben in that uh, Pittsburgh defense, man. I'm going the, the antics of Big Ben to win this one. I think the Broncos defense is, is still better. I don't know. That that game, it could go either way. It, Somehow, it really could. It, it's crazy because, like, before the season, if you would have said Broncos 1-3, and three, Steelers 3-1, and one, the opposite records, it would have made a lot more sense. So, oh, yeah. But I think the Broncos are favored even though they're on the road, surprisingly. Interesting. I think, I think more people will pick the Steelers. Interesting. Very interesting pick there. Or not pick, but, like, uh, spread there that the Broncos are favored. Yeah, it's surprising. Even without Teddy B. Um, okay, let's move on to the fourth game here. We have the Dolphins, who are one and three, versus the Buccaneers, who are three and one. This is an easy pick for me, Tom Brady. Yeah, the Bucks need some major secondary help. Richard Sherman came in, and I think he allowed nine targets and nine <laughs> catches on those nine targets, and he's their best corner currently. Um, but the Dolphins' offense is still so bad to me right now. Like they look embarrassing. So I'm going Bucks too. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, let's go for our fifth game. The Saints, who are two and two, at the football team, who's two and two. What What are your thoughts on this one, Scooter? I have literally no idea. I'm, I was going to go the opposite of you because I don't know what to expect. Okay. These teams, like, I, I'll ride the Heineke Express if you want me to. No, I'm riding the Heineke Express. Curtis okay, Samuel. I'll, <laughs> I'll Curtis... ride the Jameis Express. Then. <laughs> Either way, it's a it's it's an experiment, man. This should be my game of the week, honestly. This is like, sit down, don't do any illegal substances. The game will provide <laughs> it for you. It will. I yeah. here's here's my thought on it. Curtis Samuel will be back for his second week. I think I think it will be disruptive. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I think loser. I what I wrote in my notes is loser hits the road to the draft. I think whoever loses this game hmm. is going to be on a on a uh, sudden down ball and, and probably probably isn't as legit as they may have thought preseason tanking for Tua I love it let's move on to our sixth yeah. game here it's the one and three Eagles at the three and one Panthers uh you start this one off this time okay I think the Panthers what I gathered from the, the Cowboys game is their competitive team but not a true contender um the Eagles same way they might compete in some games but I, I think the Panthers are the better version of that I'm going with the Panthers I like it. I, you know, Carolina with McCaffrey back could do some damage with people. He opens up the offense. It's just, can McCaffrey be back this week? Will they rush him back this week or wait until next week? I still have Carolina winning this one. Okay. Let's move on to game seven. Uh, it's the Titans who are two and two at the Jaguars who are zero and four. This game is really intriguing to me. <laughs> really? To be honest, Titans lost to the Jets and the Jaguars I thought were a better team than the Jets the whole year. So mm. that being said, I'm still going Titans two and two. Mm. I have uh, Urban going to USC. Next, oh. next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have the Titans. I mean, I think I think we I, the the Jets. The whole deal with that win is like the Titans were missing their only two like pass catchers in that yep. whole game. So definitely a one dimensional Titans offense, but. Um, I think they'll get back on track. Urban oh, to USC. Urban to USC. You heard it here, <laughs> people. Uh, let's go with the Patriots who are one and three 
and the Texans, who are also one and three, is our eighth game. I'll start this one off. Uh, New England, Texas, without Tyrod Taylor, has looked to be a mess. When does he come back? I have when no idea. When does Tyrod come back? I think he went on the IR, so they have to have him out three weeks at least. You know, I just refuse to watch another Davis Mills game ever again. That is just an experience. Like that could cause someone to go blind, honestly. So I'm going. I'm going with the the Patriots too. The Patriots. I'm just gonna warn you, Hank. Every single Patriots game is gonna be like a an absolute like heart attack. It just seems like it's trending towards. They don't. It doesn't feel like they can score enough to separate at any no. point, even from a Texans team. They can. So it's it's probably going to be a three point game. So take that. It's yeah. it's gonna be a tight one. So watch out for that. Davis Mills just, <laughs> just leading the leading the charge. He, he will. Uh, a six to three charge. Oh yeah. Well, here's where our afternoon games start for our quick picks. So there's only two afternoon games we have. The first one we have is the Bears who are two and two versus the Raiders who are three and one. Start us off on this one, Scooter. I'm going with the Raiders. I thought Justin Fields looked a lot better this week since they protect him better on the line versus the Lions. Um, the Raiders' defense is just a lot better, though. Um, kind of got humbled by the Chargers last night, but still a good team. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders as well. Uh, obviously, the Bears won against the Lions, but it wasn't anything special. Justin Fields didn't have one touchdown. Um, it made was, some great throws, though. Made some great made some throws. Rockets. But, you know, it was against a Lions defense that's depleted. So go for the Raiders in this one. It was against a Washington Generals team. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Let's finish. Let's finish out our quick picks here, Scooter. Let's go with our 10th game. The Giants, who are one and three at the Cowboys, who are three and one. This is an easy pick for you. You were you were riding Danny Dimes earlier. Let's hear what you have to say. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go. It's got to stick with Dimes, right? No, I'm going with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are legit. Trevon Diggs, their cornerback, is probably the defensive player of the year so far. He's got five picks, I think, already. And the offense is so good. I, it's crazy how long it's taken them to put their, like, talent together over these years. Who would have thought Mike McCarthy would be the guy at the helm when they did that? I don't think it's really him, per se. Um, it's, it's a lot more Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator. But they're, they're scary, so – let me say this to all the listeners. It's not Mike McCarthy. <laughs> that Just being definitively put your foot down. That's, let, that's good call. I it's not Mike McCarthy. I'll, this is back to back weeks. Uh, you didn't watch hard knocks, dude. You didn't watch the preseason. <laughs> he was he was putting some gems on tape. Oh, um, so. I'm sure he was eating something on tape for sure. After watching hard knocks, I was convinced that the Cowboys were gonna go like four and thirteen this year, honestly. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's been a shock to us all. Well, yeah, for me, it's also the Cowboys here. Uh, and and Scooter, that rounds out the the quick picks we have here. It's it's not as an exciting schedule this week as I <laughs> thought it was last week. There's, you know, there's a lot of games that you know on paper look like oh this team should easily win. I'm sure there will be one or two upsets in there, but man, it's it's not as exciting as it was last week. I'm excited for the London game though being able to wake up early and actually have multiple games that you can watch throughout a day is awesome to me. I love that idea. It's true. It's pretty, pretty straightforward week. I agree with you. Just watch London game and watch Heineke Jameis. And you're, <laughs> you're good to go for your Sunday. Exactly. You'll be set. Yeah. Well, 
uh, let's go to a quick break, Scooter. After the break, we'll do our pick six um, picks, and then we'll go and talk a little bit of college football. We'll do our DraftKings lineups, and then we'll finish out with a big three that I'm excited about. I don't really have many great answers, I'm sure, but I'm excited to hear what you have to come up with. But we'll go to the break, and then we'll be back here shortly. All right, welcome back, everybody. Before we get into our pick sixes, I, I want to tell Scott, sorry, I totally <laughs> forgot about his Scott statistical corner. I was way too riled up about Brady in that Patriots game. So How Scott, you? Scott, you have some statistical, statistical corner stuff for us here. What do you have for us today? Let the listeners know what you have. We should ought to just call it my stats corner so we don't have to make you say statistical a hundred times because it's the worst word in the, the English language. But- I just love the alliteration of it. It is, it is good. It will stat Scott's stats corner still works, right? We'll look into it. We'll dive anyway, into it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we've already patented the other one. Okay, <laughs> so what, what I found this week in my research, I didn't get to, to pull the data, unfortunately, but um, there are many, many wonder, wonderful analysts on the world of Twitter that shared this with me. There was a, a graphic that, we, um, that I discovered this week about how often NFL offenses convert to uh, a series of new downs, essentially gain a first down, and then which down they gain that first down on, whether it's first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Um, and also on the flip side for the defenses, as you would expect, the, the, the teams who have the most first down conversions are the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, um, pretty much the most high-powered offenses as well. Where it's kind of cool to see is where they convert on those those first downs and I thought it was really interesting the Cowboys converting first downs 31% of the time um, came on their own first down which seems like a ton like to be able to pick up so many chunk plays but it kind of goes like it's a testament of where the league is moving towards where essentially the good teams what they're starting to do is eliminate the um, the even possibility of having a third down in the first place um, the good offenses will find ways to not put themselves in the de- in the situation where a defense can um, kind of have them where they want them, and then dictate how the how the the play sorts out. So I shared this with you. Is there anything anything else like jumping out to you from the offensive standpoint? Um, it's kind of interesting that the Chiefs have zero or what looks like zero fourth down conversion per percentage wise at least that was quite interesting to me where almost the rest of the league has at least some sort of fourth down conversion rate I think it's Uh, because the Chiefs never hit fourth down they never (laughs) played it (laughs) yeah it's it's them the Seahawks and the Steelers so that for what it's worth they have no fourth down conversions so far on the year yeah super super interesting that to me and and like you said a lot of these teams are putting themselves in like instead of being in first or second and long they're in second and short or second and medium, which is kind of where the league has trended, um, which is really cool to think. But that's that's all I have on this. Absolutely. I know it's it's a good point. I, I think we, the good teams are starting to move away from that, like classic. We run on first down and we run on second down and then we throw to make it up on third down. Unless you're Pete Carroll, then that's still <laughs> the gospel to you. Um, on the flip side, defensively, the Bills from this metric have been the best defense. Um, they, they, 
their their numbers are totally skewed from getting to play Davis Mills for a full four quarters last week. The Broncos and the Panthers and the Browns um, are are the following teams after the Bills, and it, it kind of checks out. The Chiefs, this is astronomically bad to me, it, alarmingly bad to me. Um, they somehow allow a first down on eighty five percent of like each down and distance. So like essentially they're giving up a first down all the way, all the way up the field to a team, um, whether it's on first down, second down, third down, they can't get off. They literally can't get off the field ever, um, which is 4% worse than the second worst team, the Eagles who allow 81% of the time. So just like, I don't, I don't know if we can expect, like I still have my belief in Mahomes in that offense, but I don't think we can, if they keep this sort of trend up, which is, is really hard to do, there's no way we can expect them to be like legit NFL Super Bowl contenders, can we? I, I don't think so. I I haven't felt like that, uh, or I haven't felt good about the Chiefs in the last two years just because of the defense. Yeah, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They had a lot of really great breaks, but their defense really has struggled last year and well into this year. It's it struggled even more. There. There was some some interesting things I saw on here while I was looking at the defensive teams. Uh, Washington allows an 80% first down rate, 46% on second down, and then a huge jump to 79% on third down. I think that speaks to how great their front seven is, but then how bad their uh, backs are, their cornerbacks, their safeties, all their defensive backs. That's a really I, good point that they they just can't get off the field on those third downs when they need to. So they're, you know, batting on their second uh, down conversion. I think they're like what what looks like fourth or fifth in that range. Uh-huh. Then they jump up to third in third down conversion. So they're batting at about the fourth best team in second down, and then the third worst team in third down. So that's that's way crazy to me. That's just astronomically huge. Yeah, and and they have a good personnel. So I, it's another thing, like it's still early. It's been four weeks in football. So I, I wouldn't try to conclude too many things from the data, but it is, it is interesting to see moving forward. If some of these trends keep, keep going on the Raiders, um, their, their bar jumps out to me a lot as well. Um, maybe I'll share these, these posts on Instagram if people want to look them up, but a lot of insight to gain, but still, yeah, still plenty of football to be played. Still plenty of uh, roster turnover to happen as well. So oh, for yeah, sure. that's what I got for you this week. I love it. I love it. You'll get on and share those on Instagram. Uh, it's not credit to us. We'll give credit where it's due to whoever it is, but um, get on there. We'll share them so that you guys can go on and look at them. Scott, let's dive into our pick sixes here. We'll start off with uh, game one here, uh, Thursday night football. I, probably the most exciting Thursday night football game we've had so far this year, in my opinion. Rams who are three and one versus the Seahawks who are two and two as our resident NFC West expert. Give us your rundown. All right. It's my time to shine. Um, it's the moment you were made for. Yeah. The first, the first thing that jumps out to me about this game is the Rams, just as the Seahawks just own the 49ers, the Rams on the flip side have always owned the Seahawks. Uh, Sean McVay just seems to have Pete Carroll's number. And, and in this, in this game, I like the Rams to bounce back. They looked a little bit um, kind of sleepy from the, the moments I watched them versus the Cardinals. Um, 
kind of came off an emotional win versus the, the Buccaneers the previous week. I think the Rams are a more complete version of what the 49ers strengths are, and they'll actually take advantage of Seattle's inability to play a full game. Seattle didn't even play. They, they started the game off versus San Francisco with five, three and outs. And they had, they were only down by seven points in that span <laughs> somehow to the 49ers. Cause, cause Garoppolo supposedly got injured after that first drive, uh, regardless the uh, the Seahawks defense is bad, and the Rams will take advantage of that if, if anything like that happens. So I've got Rams in, in a big win. Yeah, I have the Rams too. My my only analysis that I have is that I picked Cooper Cup and DraftKings, mm, and damn. I know whenever I do that, Cooper Cup doesn't have a good game. So mm. uh, I'm going to fade him this week in DraftKings, so I know the Rams are going to have a good game from Cooper Cup. The, the, a lot of the plays that I saw during that game, it just looked like communication was off. Um, one of the plays that I remember the most is with Cooper Cup, he was in the slot, he ran a seam route, and instead of going to the inside, he went to the outside and Matt Stafford threw it two yards mm. inside of where Cooper Cup was. And that just seemed like what happened in every single play that I watched. The communication just wasn't all there that game. So I'm still going to ride the Rams. Their defense is great. Their offense has a ton of firepower. So going against a Seahawks team where Russell Wilson hasn't been able to carry them this year, I think it will be a Rams win for sure. You know, what you said just makes me wonder, did, did Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, did they have a couple of instances this week where they skipped breakfast together? Did they not, did not get breakfast this week? That's <laughs> what just... I was thinking. We were talking about this last week. You and right. I needed to eat more breakfasts together. Did yeah. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford hear what we were saying and stop eating breakfast? Got a little embarrassed by us calling me calling them out. It <laughs> makes you really makes you wonder. I mean, you're right. Cup, I think, had like 15 targets in the game, only like four receptions, which that does not happen very often. So that's not a Cooper Cup stat line. Him and Adam Thielen, who who are both kind of you know Mister Reliable when it comes to receptions, didn't have good weeks, but. Let's move on to, to the second game of this pick six uh, week. We have the Packers who are three and one versus the Bengals who are three and one. This is an interesting game. Uh, the Packers obviously, you know, that week one came out and got embarrassed. And I think a lot of us jokingly f- fell off the Packers bandwagon. You know, Rogers is washed up. Rogers is just going to retire and go do uh, jeopardy. So it, it's interesting. I, I thought the Bengals were going to lose to the Jaguars last week. And so for me, I think Green Bay has this one in hand. Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they look really in sync. Aaron Jones looks good. Uh, The defense, uh, the corners really aren't that great. They can get burned very easily. So this is a great matchup with the Bengals, who are a very pass-heavy offense. Uh, I think it's just going to come down to Rodgers will be able to control possession a little bit more than – Joey Burrow can. I agree with you on all standpoints. I feel like I know Jair Alexander, the the Packers' best corner, and I think maybe like the best corner in the league got hurt. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's labeled as questionable, but I know he got like carted off. So I was wondering if he was going to miss a couple of more a uh, couple more games. I didn't know he was listed as questionable. That's interesting. Yeah, he. I. I mean, it looked pretty serious. Yeah. Um, at least in game. So. 
Um, that would be surprising if he plays. I, I'm just still not a believer in the Bengals enough yet. I feel like they're kind of a, a feisty team. Um, I'm just not fully on the bandwagon yet. They, if they surprise me this week, they'll, I'll, they'll be a little bit more on my radar. But I, I feel like this is just like a game Rodgers pretty much wins in his sleep. So as long as he's motivated to win, they, they, should, they, they should be the heavy favorites in this, even though it's in, in Cincinnati. You're going against the guy that I entitled your boy, Matt, uh, Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor. I, I don't know how I could resonate <laughs> just like known lover of Zach Taylor. <laughs> how could I pick against him? I don't know. I, I I'm shocked at that pick really yeah. am yeah, really I, a shocker. I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked that I've been labeled the Zach Taylor lover of the podcast as well. Well, I don't like Zach Taylor, so I guess it's got to go to oh, one okay. of us. I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, indifferent. Indifferent does mean I like him more than you not liking him. So yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the third game here. It's the Browns versus Chargers. This is an interesting game. What are some of your insights on this one, Scooter? Well, it's my game of the week for one. I, I love both of these teams. I think they're really both fun to watch. Um, this game also has my LVP of the week, of last week, the least valuable player. And that's old Baker Mayfield himself. Because my goodness, the dude couldn't hit water from a boat. He couldn't hit the broad side of a barn versus <laughs> the Vikings. If Baker even made like a few of the passes he normally does, um, this past week the Browns probably beat the Vikings by like 20. And he can't. He can't make those same mistakes again versus the Chargers, especially because the Chargers defense is a lot better. It, it looked really good versus the, the Raiders last night at the beginning. Um, Baker Mayfield, though, he plays his best when the lights are on, when the lights are brightest. I, this is a really hard game for me to pick, but I'm going to go with the Browns. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the Vikings defense is better than a lot of people give credit to. Totally. Uh, they're stingy. They, they throw a lot of different packages at you. So, so they're definitely different. My one note I took in this and, and I was hoping this would be your game of the week and that you would talk about it. My one <laughs> note that I took was I still don't believe in Baker. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you after that performance. I, I mean, he had Odell Beckham running. I, I mean, my gosh, we both could have made the pass. He missed Odell Beckham on left-handed. Like, <laughs> yikes we could have been it could have been um no lights in the stadium we could have been closing our eyes made that pass he missed him by 30 yards it's 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 bad he looked really good this year against a chiefs team that didn't put any pressure on him when pressure comes on baker mayfield he's the anti-tom brady in my opinion he he's not cool in the pocket when when pressure comes he he just can't stand it so so i still don't believe in baker the Chargers defense can get at some some quarterbacks. Uh, they have uh, a great front seven and and pretty decent defensive backs. They're just well rounded on defense, so I think they're going to win this one. Yeah, this is this is like you can convince me of either team winning for sure. If it's a if it's a low scoring game, I've got the Browns. Um, if it's a high scoring game, I like the Chargers. I, I think the Browns. I think the Chargers are almost like last year's Browns, where they're like a year too early before they're a true Super Bowl contender. Although some people believe the Chargers are Super Bowl contender this year. I, I think they could do it, but I'm not like all in completely on the, the Chargers experience yet. They have to have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen really, you know, and Austin Eckler really going off each week 
Justin Herbert yeah. can sling it around. He just has to have all three of those guys kind of going off all every week. So I also just worry about their health. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it's the same thing as the 49ers. You can't really depend on a lot of those guys being healthy for a full year. I agree. When James, their safety and Joey Bosa, the, the edge that like their two best players in defense haven't put together a full year for as long as I've known. I agree. Well, speaking of the 49ers, this is the game I thought was going to be your game of the week. Uh, nope. But let's talk about it. You're our okay. NFC West expert, our analyst. Uh, the the 2-2 two two 49ers are going against the only undefeated team left in the league, the 4-0 Cardinals. You start us off on this one. Give us your expert analysis on this one. I'm going to throw it right back at you, Hag, with a question of who is your best team in football right now? Is, and is it the Arizona Cardinals, like uh, the record shows? I, I'm still not sold on the Cardinals. I still mm. feel like one injury to that defense it, it goes completely gone. Chandler Jones is obviously, in my opinion, their best player, but I feel like one injury to that defense and, and this, this goes downhill pretty quick for them. Um, so who do I think is the best team in the league? <laughs> yeah, put you on the spot. Oh, that is a tough, tough thing. Cause there's so many injuries this last week. There were so many injuries in to a lot of defensive backs. Uh, I think Buffalo's my my favorite team of the league. If I had to pick someone to win a Super Bowl right now, I think Buffalo would be my team to to win a Super Bowl. And a bad thing to pick Buffalo coming off a slaughter of the Texans. I I don't I don't blame you there. Um, I I think you can make a case for a lot of the the teams. I don't know if I'm ready to crown the the Cardinals as like yeah. the best team in the league, but overall they've played like it and they've played the one of the tougher schedules. Um, or at least had to beat a couple of really good teams. The Jaguars. Um, exactly. Exactly. The Vikings. The Vikings. Exactly. See? <laughs> See? Vikings, best one in three team in the league. Um, <laughs> the, the 49ers have too many pieces missing, especially in the secondary. We don't know if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing or not this week. We don't know if Trent Williams is playing this week. We don't know if George Kittle's playing. I could literally list the entire team of whether or not they're playing this week. Trey Lance will keep them in the game, um, I believe, if he does play. I don't know if Jimmy keeps them in it at all, um, just based on the pressure that that Arizona can bring. They need they need Trey Lance to. I, I'm officially calling just the the Batman signal to for Trey Lance right now to Kyle Shannon. I want to just put it on his doorstep. He seems to not agree with me or any of the 49ers fans. Um, I think it's got to be be time now. Why why roll out a one-legged gimp Jimmy Garoppolo again? Just so you can give uh, old Trey Lance a couple more games to get his get get his feet wet, run Jimmy down. I mean, you know he's going to be injured anyways. Why not just let him get injured? I don't know. Well, I have no it, reasoning behind it. Shanahan's choice for this one. <laughs> if you if you say that though that significantly like decreases his trade value or even being able to get anything out of him which i think is their ultimate goal still after this year to be able to at least trade him for something um so you look like you don't agree with me but oh no my shoulder just started cramping up oh yikes that's the old jimbo garoppolo right there it's like you turn it into him right as we're talking about him 
I know it's it's bad. We got to move off of him. I yeah. I have the Cardinals in this one. Obviously, the four and O team. Kyler Murray's played probably the number one QB in the league right now, um, in terms of statistics and what he's been able to do. Has a lot of great wide receivers. They they run an offense, you know, completely compatible with him. And the defense has, in what my opinion is, they've well overachieved so far this year. And if they can keep that up they can keep that defense healthy. They, they should be Super Bowl contenders for anybody. Yeah, I've got Cardinals as well. You you turned them and it, you you took my job away from me and you did a great job at it. So even the <laughs> NFC West expert, I was rambling. That's okay. We love it. We love a little <laughs> bit of ramble. Let's move right. on to our, our fifth game here, our, our penultimate game. It's a Sunday night game. It's the Bills who are three and one and the Chiefs who are two and two. I ha- I'll start this one uh, as our resident AFC East expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, they've they've kind of had a cupcake schedule the last two weeks, but absolutely have. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not going <laughs> to pad that, but uh, you know, Josh Allen has looked awesome. The defense has been extremely good, which I did not predict for this Bills team coming into this year. I definitely yeah. thought it was going to be offensive centric again and that the defense would just kind of keep them close in games Mm -hmm. and let it be a shootout. But the defense has been stellar so far. Uh, So I have the Buffalo Bills in this one. Kansas City, like like we've seen in the first four weeks, it's been a shootout every game just because they really can't rely on that defense. Yeah, defense can't get off the field. And the Bills are the better team right now, especially on defense. And you can make the argument, on offense as as well like the the numbers they're putting up are just they're comparable to the chiefs they have so many different guys that they can go to as well like they yes they they have josh allen has a ton of different options they're running backs they're at least getting some production from the running game which i didn't really anticipate i thought it was going to be like a josh allen just throws 50 out 50 times a game if he wants um but since i guess since they get up so much in the beginning of the games they can afford to just run the ball and kind of run the clock out what intrigues me about this game I have the bills but what intrigues me about this game is the Chiefs are going to actually have some motivation here early on in the year when when normally I feel like they don't normally I feel like they they don't take their opponents as seriously I feel like this is a game they're really going to want to win um, and really prove it. it it's it's I hate like the cliche of like this team wanted it more it's literally the dumbest thing in the world to me but I, but I actually like believe that could happen this week. Whereas like, I can see Tyron Matthew taking things personally, taking all the things that people are saying about the Chiefs defense personally. I don't think ultimately it'll matter though, because I think the the Bills are are a more well-rounded, better team right now. You just you just did a, a juke move on me there, man. You yeah. you had me going. I was gonna say, man, Scott's got him in the sea of red. They're they're at home in Arrowhead. Scott's gonna ride them, and then you just mm. completely diverted. I love swerved it. Swerved on you, swerved on you, big time. I love I, it. I, I can't wait to watch this game. Regardless, like it's it's gonna be so much fun. This is the game I had as my game of the week. It, obviously, Sunday yeah. night game. You know, you're gonna be excited to watch that. So. Let, let's move on to our final game here before we wrap up and move on to college football. Uh, this is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. What are your insights on this game, Scooter? This is the Baltimore Bowl, correct? Weren't the Colts? The Colts were originally Baltimore Colts, so we're going to get like a million storylines about that. I can't wait for that. 
That's I really be, hope we don't. That would be so lame. It's going to be really fun to see all those Johnny Unitas throwback clips of Johnny Unitas <laughs> playing for the Baltimore Colts or whatever it was because the Ravens stole the team. Um, the Ravens, they are single-handedly proving the argument that running backs don't matter in the league. They lost their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh string running back or whatever <laughs> to start the year. And they're, they still look they still look really good. They had their, what, like 40th? straight game of 100 yards in the rushing game this past week versus a really good Broncos defense. Um, and they scored 24 four points versus the Broncos defense, which I think is the best in the league. The Colts, they finally got their first win. I don't see them getting their second win this week. I've got good. the Ravens. Great call. Did you see how Baltimore got that 100th rushing yard? I did. It was, it was Turby. I was I watching know, it live, and I could yeah. not believe it. Yeah, I, we were watching it at my parents' house on mute. And I saw out of the corner of my eye, there was no time left. And you saw Lamar like scamper to the <laughs> sideline. He looked like an absolute madman doing that. Like, were they in the victory formation? Were they about to kneel too? And then he did that? Or they just straight up did it? No, they came out and sh- I think it was shotgun or pistol. I can't remember which one. Okay. And- Big Black would know. He's probably fired up about it. Oh, yeah. About it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I have the Ravens too. I love Lamar. Lamar's one of my favorite players. I think... And, and it's not because of how exciting and electric he is, but it's it, not, huh? I no, it's, <laughs> it's more like I fall in love with these players. Like I love Jalen hurts as well. And it's just because I feel like even if they're not winning, they're like some of the most competitive guys out on the field. And Lamar Jackson's that guy to me, no matter oh. what, he's going to be as competitive as he can to try to win you the game. So I love Baltimore. I love Lamar Jackson and what he's doing. And especially against a Colts team, that's, not looked so great so far this year. I think Baltimore will get the win and it will be an awesome, awesome round out to the week there. I, I get what you're saying. Lamar's one of those guys, like you never question that he left everything out on the table each week. Exactly. Um, Carson Wentz is the same, although it's never for, it's never for good, a good reason. Carson Wentz, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he usually leaves his ankles is. out on the field, I think is what it is. Yeah, it's every body part in limb just (laughs) just straggled. It's just sprawled across the field for the Colts. Go the Colts. Maybe they surprise us, dude. I don't know. They could. They definitely could. You know, against a a run heavy Baltimore Ravens offense, going against a Colts defense who is supposed to be better in their front seven and a little bit weaker on their defensive backs. Uh, They definitely could surprise us. I'm not betting on that surprise. I'm still sticking with Baltimore. I'll, I'll say one thing. I need the, the Manning broadcast this, this <laughs> next week for the Monday night game because that game could be a, a, a slugfest. Yeah, we need to have those Manning guys on. We've yeah. got to have them this week. Yeah. Well, good. That's that's our, our week five uh, roundup there, our, our predictions and what's going on. Let's move on to some college football talk, Scott. I'll let you handle this one. I do want to I do want to jump in, but I'll jump in when, when I want to jump in there. So you, you handle this one <laughs> and you go. You're giving me the reins. Uh, not, I didn't need to talk too much. We don't need to go too in deep to this because this is just, it's just what we expected. College football, we, we want to at least cover the big games. Unsurprisingly, Georgia and Alabama just absolutely laid the hammer on both of their opponents. Arkansas and Ole Miss was just leaving each stadium just absolutely demolished. I think Alabama was up 35 to zero to start the game versus Ole Miss. Um, Georgia was up like 28 to zero to start versus Arkansas. So 
it puts into question how important the rest of these like these games are is it really actually going to come back just down to georgia and alabama at the end of the year probably um regardless there's still things to talk about i thought cincinnati i don't know if you had the chance to watch the cincinnati notre dame game but that was that was a really good showing from cincinnati and, and desmond ritter their quarterback um and that's who i want to talk about i think Outside of Malik Willis, in my opinion, Ritter, I think, is my favorite quarterback in college football. He's awesome. I was literally going to say the same thing. I know um, Matt, what's his name? Corral, the the Ole Miss guy, is his name Corral? Matt, Matt Corral. Corral, yeah. Yeah, he's like the most hyped right now. I know Sam Howell from North Carolina is another guy that is on people's watch. I feel like I would take a chance on Ritter over any of those other guys. He's the one that looks most impressive to me, at least. He, uh, another one of those guys is like a super big competitor and is yes he's he's kind of a shiz talker i love like, it yeah like he's he's fun to watch and it, honestly so so iowa and penn state play um this week penn state's number four iowa's number three whoever wins that will obviously stay number three cincinnati's moved up they, they haven't had a great great schedule byu and cincinnati are kind of the the um, outside teams that are still undefeated that are looking for maybe a, a potential college football playoff spot if they can stay undefeated um it'll be interesting to see how how things things trend after this week though and and whether it really really matters who the other third and fourth team are at the end of the year who do you have in that game i have penn state personally just trying to feel it out I have Iowa. I thought they actually looked really good versus versus uh, Tua's little brother. I think they what did they win like seventy to zero or something versus Tua's little brother. I don't even watch Maryland to be honest, and they're in the Big Ten. I should watch them more. You don't watch the Terps, dude. <laughs> I think Tua's little brother. What's his name? Tyluia or something. Tyluia. Tyluia had like three interceptions in the first half or whatever versus Iowa. I Iowa is the same exact team to me every single year somehow. Um, but they look like the best version they've ever been of that team this year. So I do I do I think they would stay within 30 points of Georgia? Probably not. Um, but I still think that they probably win this week. Interesting. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, a couple other upcoming games. Oklahoma plays Texas and what is that? The Red River rivalry or whatever, the classic. I think Oklahoma's looked bad at times this year. I'm never sold on Texas, but I think Texas Texas actually wins this game. Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback, he's looked shaky at times. So maybe maybe not in for a, a win in an undefeated season there. Um, then Georgia plays Auburn. I don't even know why I'm highlighting that because it's probably going to be another 40-point <laughs> blowout. Bo Nix, though. Bo Nix is, is Taylor Heineke Jr. If you watch Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, that guy is he's actually more Johnny Menzel. Yeah, yes. It's it like that guy is just oh, you never know what you're getting out of that dude. The epitome of a roller coaster ride. One the one of the throws he made this this past week where he he literally ran from like one sideline back to the other sideline to the other sideline back to the other like four different times <laughs> and then threw up just a prayer that got caught for a touchdown. It's as he was going happen. down to his knees, too. It wasn't like he was yes. like standing. He was going Bo, down to his knees. Bo Nix is everything I would love to be as a college quarterback, man. That guy's that guy's just the heart and soul. I anyway, love it. Yeah, that's what I've got for 
Oh, go for Bo it. Bo Nix is a roller coaster. We didn't even get a touch on our local teams here. BYU yeah. is ranked number 10. They play Boise State this week. Uh, that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Boise State maybe not as highly ranked coming into this game as we thought they would be, um, but still a good prove-it game for BYU. Totally. And questions for BYU at quarterback. They had to have their freshman come in um, this past week because Baylor Romney, their, their backup, also got hurt. BYU maybe kind of like they have a rivalry with Boise State. Boise State isn't as good as they normally are, um, but maybe a little bit of a trap game just because of a rivalry game again. I've said that every week for BYU. Until they play <laughs> Baylor, every game will be a trap game, <laughs> in my opinion. I'm worried, especially if you don't have, like, your starting quarterback. Just I guess you just hand it off to Tyler Algier for 60 times a game. That guy should have been my MVP of the week. I, w- I want it rescinded from Daniel Dimes. He should have been. He, I mean, when uh, Jaron Hall can't play and then your backup can't play and you bring in the third string and still can win, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and against a Utah State team that's actually fairly formidable. And and this week, Utah plays against USC. Uh, maybe this will bring Urban Meyer out. Urban Meyer coached <laughs> at the U. You know, this could be his game to come out. Oh, my gosh. That would be the best thing ever if you just all of a sudden saw Urban Meyer. <laughs> well, I would earn – I would all my respect would come back for him if he just was just standing over – like leaning on his knees as he is every single time they they point to him on the sideline for Jacksonville he's just like huffed over in disbelief could you imagine if he ran out of the tunnel like right as the game starts that would be legendary so I I hate the guy and I would I would laugh for like 50 minutes straight I I think it would be hilarious but Utah versus USC kind of a kind of a big game in the Pac-12 but we'll see how that goes um, both teams are kind of sliding a little bit more than they thought they would from the beginning of the season. But that wraps up our college football talk here, Scooter. How about we move on to DraftKings? Um, we've both got our lineups here. Why don't you run through your lineup real quick, and then I'll go through my lineup, uh, and let's see how we vet out this week. I think you've won every week in DraftKings. Uh, you beat me every single week, I'm pretty sure. But let's let's run through it. Let's hear what you have to say. You went – you you spotlighted me and yet somehow I'm still in the hole every week for uh, <laughs> DraftKings money wise. So I actually had my bet. My best lineup was the one I announced last week on the podcast and I didn't use it anywhere that actually cost money. I used a lot of those players, but I didn't use that exact lineup and just a blunder from me. Um, <laughs> so the listeners have requested, I will have, you know, that we announce which team our players play for, not just who they're playing against. So I'm going to do a better job of announcing that. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I they, like it. Listeners, they they have just raving comments for the DraftKings segment, as you can imagine, the favorite segment <laughs> of the week. Um, all right. So my quarterback for this week is going to be none other than the machine, Josh Allen himself, Buffalo Bills quarterback, 8,100, probably the most expensive, second most expensive quarterback. Um, but man, they are going to move the ball all over the all over the Chiefs. Coming back, I'm going to swing backwards um, and play Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the Chiefs running back for 5,700. I think he'll get a lot of touches. It'll be a high-scoring game, a lot of offense. He's he's the best value I could find for the Chiefs on their team. I'm going to ride the chalk with my uh, my next pick, 
ride the most picked player probably in fantasy. That's going to be none other than than King Henry, Derrick Henry himself, the Titans running back. He's the most expensive player in DraftKings this week. They play the Jaguars defense. And I think Derrick Henry runs for 800 yards every time he plays versus them. So I've got to just, just ride my gut with them and say they, that they don't lose that game. I'm going to pair up Josh Allen with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is at 4,700, a good slot option. Um, we'll find some, some first downs um, on third downs for uh, Josh Allen, I, I believe, in that game. Then I'm going to go with Jameson Manhattan Clam Crowder of the of the <laughs> New York Jets, as uh, Chris Berman likes to call him, sitting at 4,900. He was Zach Wilson's favorite target. Um, this past week, Zach Wilson was throwing it all over the field to, to Crowder in his first game. I think that he's too low for uh, for for that price and um, his production. I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb at uh, 6,200 of the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. He he's kind of like my last pick, just kind of like the best the best value I could get um, with that with my remaining salary. Although I still like him versus the Giants. Dawson Knox of the of the Buffalo Bills is my tight end. Back to back weeks, everybody, check it out. Back to back weeks, he was the tight end one last week, the best tight scoring tight end. I called that right somehow. I'm gonna ride him again versus Chiefs. He's still sitting at great value at 4,300. I'm gonna go with Lavishka Chenault, um, the Jaguars wide receiver, 4,800 this next week. I think I think he'll be able to exploit the the Titans secondary a little bit, and then lastly. I don't like any of the value in the uh, the defensive spot, so I'm gonna go. This is gonna come back to haunt me, I know, but I'm gonna go with the 2300 Texans defense <laughs> versus Mac Jones, hoping maybe they only give up like 20 points to the wow. Patriots. Wow! I can't find any value. I don't know what it is this week. Every single team in that 2000s range, I don't like. There was there was no good value on defense. In all honesty, as as I was looking at it, I. I just want to put out that my DraftKings lineups suck when we do the DraftKings segments, but somehow I'm way positive this on the year in DraftKings winnings. I don't know. I'm just putting out the bad set, the bad lineups for the listeners. I'm so sorry, everybody. Man, but that hurts me. There's good news. Scott and I had multiple players this week. First time this whole year that we've had multiple players. Oh, that are the same and it's like four players this week so i'll well, start week off one i thought we had like the, the same exact lineup i thought maybe we only had two players but maybe it is maybe we did we'll yeah. have to go back and look but still it, it's been a long time yeah so josh allen qb1 buffalo right. bills okay i'm going with a cleveland brown player at running back one kareem hunt mm, i like him hunt. I like him because he gets a lot of receptions as a running back. Mm-hmm. Cordero Patterson's my number two RB. I wrote him last week. I'm riding him against a Jets defense this week. Uh, he just gets a lot of receptions there again as a running back, which is awesome. Cordero Patterson is is not just RB one, player one of the yeah. whole fantasy league this year somehow. He's awesome. I, I picked him up in our fantasy league, and he's definitely done me right. So. Yeah. Um, I, I also have Cole Beasley, like you said, he'll get a lot of those short targets, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, I also had CD lamb, oh. uh, at 6,200 for the Cowboys. And I also had LaVisca Chenault wow. from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So in- incredible that we went all three wide receivers the same. 
you know i am in the hole right you shouldn't have been studying my lineup for the past week and copying me i know this was a bad bad copycat lineup to make but that's okay Okay. we're still working on it okay let me my tight end is Jonu Smith. I see from the New England Patriots, I see him having value because the Texans defense is so poor. And okay. when it gets into the red zone, he's always a big, a big target for them, even though he's only six foot one. Yeah. I'm I'm backing up what I said earlier and what I said last week. I'm gonna ride Cooper Cup this week. Oh, you said you were fading him. I thought I would, but I ended <laughs> up going with him. I Okay, I'm taking him out of all my lineups now. Yes, anytime I take Cooper Cup, just get him out. He's horrible okay. whenever I take him, but okay. I'm riding him one more week. I've got to try him out. And then at that point, to get down to $0 is basically all I did. I went with the Steelers defense. You know, maybe if Drew Locke is in, there's three pick sixes or something that happens there is all I'm yeah. really hoping for. Yeah, I the Steelers defense are a little more pricey, but it's probably worth it because – my goodness, our guy Drew Locke, he, <laughs> he he does a defense good every once in a while. So he does. Uh, I he, like it. He treats a defense nice. So we'll get those like posted it. up on socials and, and we can compare those week to week as as we have uh, periodically throughout the, the year. We'll get those up on socials and get those writing. Uh, Scott, let's move on to our big three. You had our big three this week. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for what you come out with. Um. I'm ready to hear it. I only have one of my uh, big threes currently selected, so we're flying by the seat of our pants here. I think I know what your your number one would be. So why don't you start us off? One one. I'll go one two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you and and tell you why I went with this for the big three. I actually watched a baseball game tonight. What? And it was the Yankees Red Sox. Oh yeah, wild card game. The wild card game. It was actually. The first few innings were actually really exciting. Uh, the, the the Red Sox, I, I didn't catch the rest of it. I'm assuming the Red Sox won, but they they hit a few bombs at the beginning of the game. Um, but it, it got me thinking about my favorite food whenever you're at a ballpark, just because that's, that's the main attraction for many people when they do go to a baseball game is the food for whatever reason. So I'm going to go, you want me to go number one, first pick? You take one, one, I'll take one, two, and then two, one, and we'll snake it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with the Minute Maid Frozen Lemonade. And you, I, I shocked you there, but anytime on a hot day, that, that thing just comes in so clutch. Usually I can only eat like five bites of it because my tongue's about to like fall off because it's so sweet. But like, man, the first few refreshing bites of that are just like a game changer. Whether it's the lemonade or the strawberry lemonade, so good. Wow, that is a yeah. shocking pick. One one. Yep. I I thought there was gonna be something to do with the Cougs. In, oh, in I mean, I, I'm trying to do universal universal uh, picks. I can't get uh, a Cougar tail at a uh, at a 49er game. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You, you know, in all honesty, you know, there's so many great foods out there, and and they're even coming in with like Chick Fil A's and stuff that are coming into stadiums, which is True. cool but I'm going with the classic. I'm going with my day one. Anytime I went to a ballpark, even going to stadiums or even to arenas, I would get a hot dog, get a hot dog, get some onion on top, get some relish, get some, I'm not a mustard guy, but I know a lot of people are. You got to throw mustard. I'm a ketchup guy, but get it all on there. You both. It's a, it's a create your own, which I love. It's an all timer in my opinion. 
totally somehow those hot dogs that have been sitting in the, in the cupboard for like three weeks are just so good <laughs> i don't get it i don't get how they do it man no yeah I, i'm right there with you all right well going with my second pick here i've had a lot of a lot of thoughts about this and and a lot of questions <laughs> not really knowing where to go so i'm gonna go with with a basic one i i get it a lot of times when i'm at a at a stadium or or really out um watching a sporting event i'll try to get a pizza slice uh, it may okay. not be the best but it's just yeah. something that like you know when i have a pizza slice and i'm sitting down it just kind of takes you back every time you have another pizza so i'm going with a pizza slice bad pizza is still good pizza so you know you, you can do run. i was worried that you were going to take my second pick i was worried about leaving it on the board i'm going to go with just a a, a jumbo sized pretzel salty oh, pretzel dang. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yep Yep, just a big miss from you there, leaving pretzel on the board. Although Emily and I, when we were in New York the past week, we got one of those street vendor pretzels. And my gosh, I thought I was going to throw up. It was the worst thing. Like he pulled it out of his drawer. The guy pulled it out of his drawer, put it on the coal grill for about like 20 seconds. It was still like freezing cold. It just (laughs) tastes like I was eating a straight up piece of coal. Like it was the worst thing ever. But when you're at a ballpark, they don't they don't do those things wrong. No, so they I'm don't. Still, they don't. They haven't steered me wrong there. I'd still stick with the pretzel out of game. They hook you up fat. I missed pretzel. Should have been one one for me. Yeah, pretzel's a good one. All right, is it my pick or are we going back to you? You're you're our last pick here. Finish us out, and then I'll. I'll well, your your last yeah. pick, then uh, my pick, and okay. then I'll finish gotcha. us out. You know there there are a few options around. Um, that I was thinking about. Um, it just really depends on the stadium, what stadium they, what, what they do well at the stadium, honestly. Um, but I feel like all reliable, if I haven't gotten like dinner and I need, need dinner, what I can count on is like a chicken tender meal, whether yeah. it's like, at least like just some chicken fingers, some fries. Like, I know I can trust that to say the least that like they'll, they'll whip up a Tyson frozen bag of tyson chicken tenders and i'll be okay i'll make it through the night oh yeah definitely that's that's an awesome pick i i i didn't even think chicken tenders was gonna get picked i thought it was gonna go under the radar i was Mm. gonna be quite shocked sleeper pick that was a great pick though i really do love the chicken tenders i i'm i'm 100 on that there there are some honorable mentions that i'll put out here right now i mean burger uh nachos (laughs) oh uh, um nachos are a miss for me nachos are a no-go huh yeah they they another thing we had in new york and my goodness i thought i was gonna die about an hour after eating them the cheese man they look so enticing and then the cheese is just there's no words for it down and out for that i i totally (laughs) understand if you're going to a baseball game you know a cheese steak can sometimes be great i went with an overall snack I went with ice cream as one of my yeah. favorites. You, you know, going to a jazz game, you get that big, I can't remember, is it an iceberg shake or whatever the it iceberg is? Iceberg shakes are really good there, yeah. So, and, and at some ballparks, they do like those, which I love these. So if I ever go, I always get them. They're like the cookies with ice cream in the middle and they have like M&Ms or chocolate chips in them or whatever. You mean an ice cream sandwich? Ice cream sandwich, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't think of the words. 
it, it's late people it's late when we're recording this it's 10 10 45 p.m on a tuesday night um but man week warriors i ice cream is my go-to dessert whenever i'm out at at, at a sporting event so i'll go with totally. ice cream to finish us off totally i another one honorable mention for me was popcorn oh not yeah. like not like cracker jack because that crap there's only people who are like born in the 1800s that like that stuff but um just regular popcorn's usually good at a game too oh totally i can't believe i forgot about that one as an honorable mention pulled pork sandwich another good good trusty reliable if oh, you're yeah. at a BYU yeah. game sometimes people do that like sushi burrito thing that smells like absolute dumpster but people like <laughs> that too i i mean i i wouldn't claim to be one of those people anyway Anyways, that that's all we have for the week, Scott. It was a great big three. It was a great segment altogether, you know, whether it was college football or football in the NFL. But do you have any closing remarks here for us? I don't. Just closing remark is uh, I, I feel pretty good. We haven't really uh, counted our recounted our um, our pick over or picks from week to week. Um, I'm sitting at 45 and 19 overall. I was 11 and five again this past week. I'm pretty much 11 and five every week. So I'm feeling good about where I'm sitting at. We would be in the, uh, would be in the pluses if I was betting money lines, but unfortunately I do that. Unfortunately, I just, <laughs> just have to play DraftKings. So I yeah, love looking, it. looking, ho- hopefully looking forward to another week of staying on track with my picks. You're probably right on par. I'm at tw- 37 and 27. I know that a lot of picks, I, I think I've probably taken four or five picks that I've switched at the last second just to try to go against you or Big Black, but mm-hmm. I'm still counting those against me. I, I yeah. still flipped, you know, so I, I'm still counting those against me. 37 and 27, I'm not much higher than 50%. So I, I don't know. I, it's not a good feeling where I'm at. Well, you know, you'll get back on track. And uh, I mean, at least you're in the in the where it matters you're in the money where it counts on DraftKings. exactly i'm not making any money from my <laughs> from my dual threat pod picks that's for sure <laughs> i could be sitting at a perfect record and i'd be uh penniless exactly so uh well my uh honorable mentions that i want to give out i i don't think i mentioned it last week and i don't know how i failed to do this but honorable mention to Bryce. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau for putting aside the feud and winning the oh, freaking yeah. Ryder Cup. How did I not bring this up, man? Absolutely, we did. We totally failed to talk Ryder Cup, and that was that was good stuff all around. Go was, America! Go America! America won. So I awesome job. I'm, I was super excited. So they did you I, see they'll be in the match as well. No, there's a new match coming. They are doing a match. I believe it's on November 26th. 6th. It's just them two. So I'm not sure how much I am really excited about that. No other celebrity, um, like no Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? No, joining? no celebrity. Apparently they only do NFL quarterbacks and they're in midseason, but they could have got like somebody, like they could have got an actor. I don't know. I'm gonna... it, it, feels all, it feels all very calculated. I might be out on the Bryson Brooks feud. I I'm going to write in, I'm going to get you and I in this. You can, you can play with Brooks. I'll play with Bryson. We're going to get in on this. I'm going to write them. I'm going to see if we can get in on that. We'll settle the debate once and for all. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Well, great. I, 
I just want to say thank you, everybody. I hope you all have a great week and you're safe out there, no matter what the weather is, no matter what anything brings towards you. I hope you all have a great, safe week. Sounds good to me. Uh, dual threat out, baby. Thank <laughs> you.